God's glory. God's glory. Quickly giving you a description and some examples on God's perception of his glory. We describe his glory as his manifested presence. But if that defines glory alone, then where does that put his presence regarding his mercy, his strength, his power, his mercy, and his grace? Glory is an even exchange. Glory describing is on one accord. Not with anybody other than God alone. It's totally, completely, fully being aware that he is. And you no longer try to become who he said you're not, but following what he has already spoken concerning you. I'm giving examples along with descriptions because God's glory doesn't sit on you. God doesn't sit on us. He resonates on the inside of us. That's a major difference from being on and being within. The connection of God in glory is nothing but his identity as a creator released back to him in a virtuosity of his own divine presence. An example of what that description looks like. When you say yes, instead of saying no, that virtue is being released back to him in return because you know why you now say yes. You no longer want to say no. If you carefully meditate and evaluate how God moves, thinks, and how he demonstrates his virtuosity, it would seem like it's connected to hardship, punishment, persecution. But it's not for the focus to be on the battle. His glory comes from you seeing the end down to the beginning, even speaking words before time even began. It's not disqualifying what's in the middle, but living from the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Because it wouldn't be no beginning without no end if you see the end down to the beginning. A childlike understanding description, an example of God's glory is every time we deny self. 
Every time we become available, every time we be as Christ is, think like Christ thinks, meditate on him day and night, breathe in who he is, what's on the inside of us for us to also become as he is. To be out of the way of God's way completely. To be permanently available, permanently consistent, permanently persistent, permanently aware, permanently recognizing, permanently fully persuaded, permanently fully aware, permanently fully in tune, permanently counted on joy because you are in tune, because you are persuaded, because you are who he said you are and you are aware. Every time we become aware, the more a virtue of himself be brought back unto himself in a greater measure. That's glory. And it's clearly being seen in and through our lives due to our obedience according to his will. So the more his will is being done because we are allowing him to freely move and us be out the way, the more he is clearly seen. Heard and demonstrated. Why don't we lay hands when we know God say to lay hands at that right opportune time? Because we got in the way. And what does that do? It separates us from him receiving his glory. Glory is always present when persecution is around. Things out of your control is around. But until you recognize that it has to happen that way, because it's set up that way, from to receive the glory out of the thing, you will not walk in the manifestation until you begin to say what he says regarding it and feel the way he feels regarding it. You should not be crying. You should not be upset. You should not be weary. You should not be troubled. You should be rejoicing like never before. You should be giving thanks like never before. You should be knowing more like never before. Hungry like never before. Open like never before. Merciful like never before. Faithful and kind like never before. Honest like never before. You are who you are like never before. You think different. You breathe different. You speak different as a new creature. Like never before. Eyes have never seen like never before. Would it never seen before. Period. Neither the ears nor the heart. Like never before. The sound of my voice is a sound of triumph. Like never before. It's like lightning coming out of my mouth. And it's piercing every form of darkness. Like never before. I can see Satan crying out. Like never before. I am doomed. Every day to me is doomsday. Monday, Doomsday, Tuesday, Doomsday, Wednesday, Doomsday, Thursday, Doomsday, Friday, Doomsday, Saturday, Doomsday. Every day is Doomsday to me, says Satan, because I hear him saying it. It's God's gladness 
being brought back to him because of us recognizing him. Every time we operate like him, he receives who he is back at him. And that's why he put his word above himself. Because we are his living word. So every time that we be as Jesus is, which is like our God, and know and recognize much more to know, and be hungry to grow to know, and be on one accord with the knowledge of knowing, he received more and more glory upon our lives. Every day you say yes, it's not his mercy is just new to you. But his glory is also fresh to him on a higher level concerning you. It's an even exchange. My faith for his glory in return. I have faith for you to get me out of that worldly addiction. And he did because I took myself out of myself to take my mind off myself. Take the words off myself. Put them back on him how it's supposed to originally be. And there goes his virtuosity concerning healing and deliverance from conviction to conversion. Hallelujah. Waking up, he received glory. Why? Because your mind is on him another day. When you push past and when you actually evaluate being in the presence of God and what's actually happening what takes place as you reside on the inside of him and he resides on the inside of you, it wouldn't be a push. It wouldn't be a press. It would be more of a praise. My God. My God. During this time, you may get some invitations. You may not. Some people may renege on an invitation. Some may say they don't want to do what God has said to you to do. You got to keep going. You can't stop. If I had to put out there right now, meet me as such and such, whoever's ready to come together and pray. And if only I show up, should I be moved? No. Do the mission totally, completely, whether who's with you or not. It's nothing personal. It's purpose. I see a great sense. I hear a great sense on God's perception on what happens when he receives glory. It's gladness. It's satisfaction coming back to him due to what he did already. It feels good. It caused him to feel glad and excited. He has emotions too. How can we bear this image and likeness and we have something that he do not? The only difference that we have that he doesn't is our body. Spirit to spirit, we have a soul and a body. During this time, it don't matter how you feel about any speaker or I feel about any speaker, whether you in your feelings or not, or like what they're saying or not, you got to get what God's saying to you concerning every speaker. Because he will always use the least to make you the greatest. 
Don't disregard anything or anyone at this time and hour. You got to be desperate for others to be blessed and not just you. You got to be desperate to see manifestation. I made a new noise in heavenly language today that I never made before. And it was nothing but sounding like beats, instruments. It was like cymbals, hearts, drums, all with my mouth coming out. I never did that before. But guess what it did? It had God to open up a door. He had some keys in his hand. And I never seen God open up a door with no keys, literally, to open it up before. He would just show me a door or just have me see it opened. Or sometimes he would close the door to let me know I'm in the room. You know, when somebody come home, they open the door and close it behind themselves. He'd do that to me too. Let me know I'm here. But this time he showed me I was standing behind him. And the more I give a beat, the more he quickly turned that key and opened that door unto me. To have access to a fresh download. The visitation of God is on a rise. We got to be so spiritually sensitive to know if I'm feeling sleepy so much, maybe I got to, you know, do the complete opposite and stay awake more. If I feel tired all of a sudden, well, let me begin to do sudden movements. If I seem to be eating so much, well, let me go on a fast. Because Satan always tried to bring Things that are contrary to what God is trying to do. And the truth of the matter is, neither one of the two can force us. It has to be an invitation. So the more we invite God in, the more he receives a virtue of himself due to him being who he said he is to himself. It feels good for him to be reminded himself as he don't have to be reminded, but still we remind him who he is to us due to us knowing who he is to us. And he knows who he is to himself. I am who I say I am. He's so patient. I'm going to speak regarding myself. Could have been had all that heaven has for me. Long ago, I could have been had blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon. I could have been had family restoration. I'm not going to sit here and deny accountability for me walking the lack of knowledge because I chose to. And put it as if it's a season and a time later down the line as if he written it down for this day. No, he knew the day will come. Because he know beforehand when you would get it together. It don't mean that he set that day just because he knew that he wrote it down for you to take that long. No, it's just because you decided to take that long. It was not his choice for you to. If I'm going to tell it, I'm going to tell it right. And I start by testifying of myself. And that's the purpose of Restoration. Here is our father. I'm going to rewind it back to Eden. 
Adam and Eve walking around unclothed and unashamed. As soon as they disobeyed, God felt a difference for the very first time regarding humanity. He felt unappreciated. He felt taken for granted. He felt that he wasn't treated as if he was worthy enough or good enough. Because if you felt that way, then you wouldn't have to take a serpent to lie to you for you to be who you really are to lie to you as if you're not that already. The same lies Satan told himself in the kingdom of God, he had Eve to believe. That same lie. You will rule. You will be like God. Whole time you were already in his likeness. And I said, God, if you knew that was going to happen, why would you still continue to, you know, think the thought to go further down in order for it to be written for it to come to pass? Because you're not a man that you shall lie. So why did you keep thinking? Why did you think something else? Why didn't you think that, that she would not have said that? Because it's connected to what? Glory. <laughs> Until you recognize that your persecution is connected to glory and realize how significant it is to be glad that you are going through that because of the glory. <laughs> That's why it's not about you or me. That's why he says it's about humanity because they're going to see due to your testimony how good he is. So it takes the attention off of you due to what you've been through and it put it on him for the one bringing you through it. That's why glory is so important. Because it put the attention back on God. And his glory is clearly seen up on you. Because it's on him. It's within you. It's on you. It's around you. It connect people to you. It connect resources to you. It connect miracle signs and wonders to be following When we hear about people having their visitation to receive blessing upon blessing, and you know these are some miraculous blessings, and they're talking about testifying it back to back, but you can't take your attention off of him and putting it on you again. Yeah, I can't wait for my time so I can feel good. So I can be seen using what God doing in me. So my life can change. So I can, I can, so my family can, so my spouse can, so my family, parents can. So my business can, so my organization can, so me and ministry can. I give up all of that to say, Father, you can. Try to, try to. You know what's so amazing about this day? Is that God is like, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. You reached a place where there's no going back from there. You're higher, you're more aware, you're recognizing, you're perceiving like me. 
causes me to receive your honor for me, your love for me. That's why I created praise and worship. When you say yes, that's a form of praise and worship. Those are two important keys in my kingdom. You can enter into my gates and enter into my courts. Can't enter no other way. But only through praise and giving thanks. Which is praise and worship. Praise and worship. Hallelujah. God is doing things with people and their personalities. Because many people, you know, not used to or choose not to want to be around other people for whatever encounters that they have encountered. But you must be gentle, patient, and kind. You can't say things with your mind as if it's not in your heart. What a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what you think automatically rests, I mean, you know, dwells in that place. Same goes for me. So the answer to the description of God's glory, he feels so good to see us get it. To see us have it. <laughs> to see us know it. Because you can never go backwards with knowledge. You can never go backwards with wisdom. And God will show you a form of persecution that the enemy thought against you to have you revived. See, you have to stay tuned. Because if you see something that's not pleasing or hear something that's not pleasing regarding you or anyone due to a form of persecution or opposition, you cannot be bothered. You got to know it's connected to glory. So I'm going to continue to give praise, continue to intercede, continue to have a heart of gold, a heart that's fixed. Anytime you hear somebody or see somebody or a personal place that seems to, you know, come up against you and you go before God on their behalf for his glory to be present in and through their lives. This says a lot about your character, like your father. He receives glory so much in that area. That takes you to a whole nother dimension when you release mercy. And not release him because it's just a good thing to do. God knows the heart. He knows a cheerful giver. When a person gives mercy. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain what? Mercy. Come on. Hallelujah. Love is what? Patient. Love is what else? Kind. So if I'm not patient with any member that is here or kind, even with my thoughts, even what I think that I see can be real. 
And if it doesn't have no patience or kindness or gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, no love or joy or self-control regarding it, he doesn't receive any glory out of it. So why am I even here if he don't receive glory from me? That's not the purpose of him creating us. It's for us to live unto him. That's glory. When we say yes, that's glorifying. When we give praise from a place to know that he already paved the way. Not praising to see if, if he's going to come through or not. Not praising because a bill arrives. No, praise because I know he's going to pay it. Come on, somebody. I'm not praising for the problem because of a problem. It's not the purpose of praise. In that case, we're going to press to praise. You know what press to praise look like? That you try to do something to get something in return. Come on. Come on, wisdom. Praise come from a solution. Praise come from the answer. And God is our answer. God is our solution because God is our source. I'm not praising because I need God to, you know, grant me favor. No, I'm praising because I know I am favored. One. I'm not praising God for a relationship. I'm praising God because of my citizenship. It's such a difference. And then when you praise from that place, he receives the glory. And trust me, what he receives, he releases back onto you. And that's why half of the time we could barely even stand. And definitely can't shut up. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Nor sit down. <laughs> Nor be dismayed or confused. You understand? During this time, during this final move, we have to really know that, and I mean this with compassion. You know, the Bible is translated in over a thousand ways. But when God speaks to you and do a testimony and a word given to you, receive that greatly. He's given us a spirit of truth, a comforter. Ask God for clarification of something you don't understand. Because during this time, people are really trying to take advantage, which actually is a disadvantage of the Bible being handmade, man-made. You understand? In the sense that, okay, this is wrong. This is, look, that's not the purpose of basic instructions before leaving earth. Is to find yourself in it. Find yourself in it. These are testimonies about people way down that we are descendants of who had these encounters with God who's still the same today. And we all still have the same enemy that's still trying to do the same thing that we read that he has done unto, try, excuse me, try to do unto them. And we also see God in the same way that he released his power and virtue unto them. You understand? If God can do that then, and he's still the same now, and he said a greater time is now, oh, you can just imagine and visualize what's about to go down. <laughs> so, Connected to hardship is glory. Persecution, glory. Discomfort, glory. But don't be discomfort. Don't be confused. Don't be dismayed. Be glad. 
for him to be glorified. He's dealing with glory. You know why? Because he's receiving it. Because many people are starting to cry out. And people's cries may not be the way how you thought they would cry out. Everybody's not going to come to the church and cry out at an altar. Some might cry out at a liquor store. Some might cry out at a casino. Some might cry out on a street corner. Some may cry out. God don't see them for what they appear to look like in the natural. God see them for who they are. My children cried out for me. They need me now. Which they always have. But now they're aware that they cannot live without me. So that virtue of God himself is brought back in return due to our obedience. Because it takes obedience to realize due to recognition, I can't do this by myself. I don't like it this way. This is not working for me. I tried all I can try and it's still not working for me. There got to be another answer. Good, because there is. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you see things that's not pleasing, that's from the enemy, it's not for your heart to grow weary or be troubled. It's for you to know that, you understand, glory is connected to it. Glory is connected to every form of obedience to continue on seeing it through. God just wants us to know that he is. And not try to think that he is or try to figure him out. But just settle and know that he is. And everything that you say that he is, it must be aligned with who we already said that he is. We cannot put no words on God that he did not place upon himself. Neither regarding us even. Hallelujah. Some people may not want to connect with you. But by you being connected to God, stay with your heart being fixed. You cannot be moved if you have 20 people a day and zero the next day. You cannot. It may look like things going good this way. Then all of a sudden, next week, here come all of this. You cannot be moved. I cannot be moved. We can only be glad in it. Why? Because it's connected to glory. What did Christ say according to John's, you know, testimony, John the theology and revelation? When he said, I had a vision that there was a war in heaven. And after, I mean, you know, fast forward, when Satan got kicked out, Christ stood up immediately once Satan was dismissed. When he was kicked out and landing on the earth, the middle round for the very first time, there was no bodies there. There was no anything. It wasn't even no separation of day and night yet. He got kicked out to a place that was void. <laughs> and he began to watch God now speak regarding the first day, the second day. See, I love how the Bible, it goes from, you know, Genesis to Revelation. And what's in Revelation that John said, you thought it would have been in Genesis, but God sometimes saved the best for last. I'm trying to tell you. 
bust your head wide open, metaphorically speaking. I was like, I should have heard this in Genesis. But if I would have heard that in Genesis, I wouldn't want to read nothing else. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I wouldn't want to read nothing else. If I read first that Christ finished it, okay, regarding everybody else, guess what? He finished it. I had to read about what you did, <laughs> what you have done. But that's not what God wanted for us. That's why he had them to put it like it is. You understand? Because for a very long time, I was like, Genesis, in the beginning, Revelation, it is finished. That's all I need. <laughs> for a long time. For a long time. And God was showing me how much faith I really have. Because I did not read as much as I do now. But the thing about it is, due to me having a personal relationship, the things that God was saying then, he's still saying now. So I was living off of that as my, my reading, what God was saying and what I was doing. But he wanted me to read. I want you to find some mysteries. I receive glory out of mysteries. I receive glory because of truth. Every time truth is exposed upon every lie, any lie present, I receive a virtue of myself being brought back to me due to my identity as a creator. Hallelujah. And soon as Satan got kicked out, Christ stood up and said, now it's time for salvation. <laughs> My God. You would think that Christ was like, oh gosh, now I got to come to the earth <sighs> because of one man. Now I got to cru be crucified, go in the flesh, got to leave from this habitation, go to the earthly realm. Oh, wow. No. Now it's time for salvation. He was so passionate for us to be brought back. That's why I say, Father, now is the time to glorify thy son. It wasn't even a time yet naturally, but now is the time because I already see it done already. Come on. If this cup pass over me, see, God showed me a different interpretation of that, a different translation, because it's written as if he was troubled. But he's never troubled because trouble is not from above. So to think that way, it wouldn't have been from our Savior. So he wasn't troubled. That statement came from hurry this thing up so I can get back up. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm ready to shut Satan up once and for all. Let this cup pass over me. He want to cause poverty? Let this cup pass over me. He want to lie? Let this cup pass over me. He think he doing something when he not? Let this cup pass over me. He forget that he lost already before I came to finish the thing? Let this cup pass over me. Do he not remember I am the one he bowed down before and worshiped you, God? Let this cup pass over me. Do we forget that I watch you name him Lucifer? Let this cup pass over me. But nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will. If it was my will, it would have passed over me. But nevertheless, not my will, not my will. Thy will be done. 
even when it comes to Mary carrying Christ around. Haven't even slept with her husband yet. Be it unto me. Okay, Gabriel. I received the revelation. Be it unto me. But Gabriel visit Mary before he came to Joseph. My God. My God. And due to my evaluation, you know, and my observations regarding visitations from Gabriel and people, most of the time he had come to the women. Before he come to the man. And it's so amazing. God showed me this morning. He's talking a lot about weddings. All around the world. Weddings. And he showed me the importance. Where the wife stands. And where the husband stands. To meet him at the altar. And we don't look at it like that. Like the women always position. You know, in front of the altar, facing the altar way, it's always on the left, and the man is always on the right because he's standing there with the groomsmen, and you're walking down the aisle to come alongside with him. But God could have had the groomsmen to be on the left side and had the brides on the right side, but that's not how God wanted it. He could have called himself the groom bride, but he called himself the bridegroom, which I tell you. How important we are as women here. Leviathan's assignment from Satan is to cause married men to commit adultery. Is to cause married men not to want to conceive children. By thinking about the lust things of this world. I got to get this. I, I, I can't worry about having no kids because I'm trying to, you know, do this, accomplish my goals. I'm trying to, you know, better myself. I'll never have what I want if I keep having kids. We just don't have enough to have any kids. I don't have the patience for kids. I'm not that kind to be around kids. I don't even want to be around kids. I got to feed them too. I got to be around them. I got to shelter them too. Nurture them too. You know how many parents who don't like their kids? You know how many parents who wish their kids wasn't here? If it was their choice, they wouldn't have been here? You know how many parents who wish they had another type of child? Come on. Come on. When we tell the truth, we shame the enemy. When I had my son, I had something that was called postpartum for a very long time. Very long time. I thought they gave me the wrong baby. <sighs> I thought for a very long time that I was taking care of the wrong kid. And a long time to me is about, what, two years of me raising him during that time. This is not my child. I never told anybody. I was like, I don't feel no connection with this kid. This kid, I don't see nothing of myself in this kid. He looked totally different than when I gave birth to him. I couldn't really see him because I was in a car accident. 
So we had to attend to my broken ribs and bruised spleen and all these things that were happening to me. You know, an airbag, it saves your life, but at the same time, it can also cause you to lose your life here. Let me just take apart your body here because you are eternal being. So am I. But when the airbag busted, all of that inside of the airbag, I inhaled it and it filled up my lungs to the point I can barely take a deep breath. They didn't have to put me on a breathing machine, but I had to use a breathing device to flare out my lungs to get that toxics and all those things, that dust or whatever that debris was out the airbag out of my lungs, out of my throat, out of my mouth. I had to cough it up. And it was a lot. They said, the more you cough it up, the better it is. So I spent most of the day trying to cough, but they still tell me, be careful to cough because you don't want your ribs to become, you know, more broken or pierce your side because they were broken in half or five. On my left side. So I had to go to an emergency C-section. So I had gave, given birth to my son. I seen him the first day. Then I, it took like a week for me to see him again. Look like a total different kid. I'm like, this ain't my kid. I even said that. It was like, you know, you're going through a lot. You know, just calm down. This is your baby. We making sure. You know, you want to stay in your room? I was like, no, it's okay. Um, make sure you take care. Because he was on a breathing machine himself. So I want him to be in the ICU where they can take better care of him. So, you know, I was like, okay, let him go ahead. Okay. But when he when he got home, there was no connection. No connection. I would, let, I would buy him all the things in the world. I would look at him, pray with him and everything. But I just didn't feel no connection. I didn't for two years. I was like, oh, this is not my kid. It's somebody else's kid. And I re and I saw a TV show. Um, it was a morning show at the time. And I'm not a woman that sleep around. So I wasn't going there for the purpose of saying you are not. I know who I sleep with. Just to say per se as a woman. You know who. You understand. But that wasn't the reason I was going to go. I was going to go to find out if he had the same blood as the mother. <laughs> If I'm the mother, I wasn't going for paternity. I was going for maternity. See, if I am the mother, because I don't think I'm this child's kid. I mean, I'm this child is my kid. But I felt too embarrassed to tell somebody that. And I was like, I don't think this is my kid. They done gave me the wrong child. Until one day, I seen a picture. Because every time I go in a room, I pass into somebody else. I just didn't feel no connection. I'm not going to lie about it. It was nothing the first two years. Nothing. No affection. No, come here. You know, la, 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 la. The names we give our kids. It wasn't none of that. But I loved you. But it wasn't no, you know, no motherly type of bond. Not at all. They'd be like, you want to put your child on your skin? No. And they noticed it. She's not attached to this child. She don't want this child. She going through postpartum. I don't receive that. I never did. But I just didn't feel no connection. At that time. Until I got my picture. When I was passing him around. Because I didn't want to hold him. And I seen how he looked it in somebody else's arms. Looked it very neglected. From his mother. And it took me to receive a, oh God, 
more than a revelation. <laughs> it was connected to a breakthrough, connected to deliverance, connected to receiving the truth of what it is right in front of me. This is your child. And I thank God that from that moment forward, it changed my life as a mother. And people would say all the time, and they would think because they see how things are now as if you didn't have to go through anything to be where you are as a mother. Yes, I did. Because Satan always tried with us as mothers and, you know, as fathers as well. But he really goes after the mothers because they're the ones who, you know, carried and, you know, feed and bond a lot with while they're growing on the inside. I bonded while he was on the inside, but when he came on the outside, this ain't my kid. Because <laughs> I was gone for a week and I came back. This ain't the child I left. <laughs> You understand? This is not the kid I just left. I should have took a picture of this one. I was like, this ain't my y'all again. Go get my baby. It was like, ma'am, this is, you know, this is your kid. No, this is not. <laughs> so I come against the symptoms, which not symptoms, of those things like that. That we as mothers don't be attached. Or fathers even. Some don't have no attachment with their kids either. Some think they're just going to you know, work and take care and feed and clothe. And that's it. It's so much more than that. Children walk around this world naked just to be around their mother and their father. I'm trying to tell you. Without a toy in the world. Hallelujah. That's why many times people try to talk bad about the absent parent. The kids want to be around the parent more. Just because they're absent. You understand? And I thank God for all the changes that's taking place. Hallelujah. Seriously. I thank God so much for everything. And, you know, you're going to be getting phone calls. People are going to be drawn to you. And it's going to seem strange because you're not used to all that coming your way. I got like five calls from one person back to back. I was like, I know darn well. This person not blowing my phone up on Messenger. <laughs> Don't have my number, but that, call me on Messenger <laughs> back to back to back. Are you going to answer this phone? I don't care if it's 11. I don't care if it's 12. I don't care if it's 2. You going to get up and talk to me. And I started thinking for a second, hold on, is this person crazy? <laughs> no, for real, is this person, you know, obsessed? Because there are some people who just not used to being around loving people that they can, you know, hover you so much that they got to give you some space. Like, it's okay. It's okay. You ever see some people that was so nice to a person and that was the only person that was nice to them and they take it wrong? They become obsessive because you were nice. They never expressed nice. You can't just be nice. You got to explain why, how, who, where it come from. So they can receive that revelation constantly and not just through you. I am not a God. But I am a king and I am a Lord. But I am not a God. Hallelujah. Seriously, and I'm not the Lord. And I'm not the king. That's above me as a king and as a Lord. Hallelujah. 
And I thank God for it so much. Because seriously, I'm trying to make myself relationship amazing. And it gets better. It gets better. Because I'm a parent. And you got to always remind your kid, hey, 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 hey. You understand? I'm not going to sit here and dare lie and say that my son don't make no mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and say that I will cover up any of them that he will make. But I will say that I'll be used by God to also release God being the lifter of his head in the midst of him. You understand? It's nothing like feeling mercy present when you did something wrong and you don't want to see the outcome that comes along with that. You understand? I don't want no one to ever feel like they can't tell me anything. Gotta, you know, tiptoe around my emotions or walk on eggshells with me or be surprised if I treat you to out to eat or something. You understand? But doing this final move, God is, you know, hearkening the hearts that are stubborn. I had to cast that down. I don't care. In a generation. Yes, I did. Because I come from a bloodline that is very, very stubborn. They, I mean, not all. I'm just saying stubborn. And controlling because of the level of influence they have. You know, sometimes we grow up and we think money is power. So we got money, we can do whatever we want and treat people however we want. And I recognized that throughout the bloodline. And I was like, I hate what the world loves. I don't like money. I used to burn it. <laughs> I don't like pride. So I was looking very different compared to everybody else. So that was another reason for, you know, what's the point of us being around each other if we don't share the same, you know, values. And I thank God that I hold myself accountable for all my actions. Because I saw myself receiving some of those things. Wait. Because it's like you say something and you want it when you say it. And I saw myself doing that. Whoa. I'm not like this. I'm not like this. This was, this was long ago. But it still was. A time that that happened. I said something and I wanted it right there in there. Don't take long. No, been quick. Who you think you are? <laughs> you understand? Oh, you're going to get that reaction many a time. Hold on a Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You understand? We got to deal with these generational issues and curses. You understand? I became the complete opposite. I'm not the only one. I don't need a man. I need God. I don't have to sleep around and get what I want. I can, I can get it myself. You understand? There are a lot of things that could be passed down. That we all can say that we have encountered or saw witness. I'm not going to be competitive. 
No, I'm happy for you. I love you. Sometimes you can put that sin of shame so bad in a person, they don't even know how to take you no more. I don't, I, they don't even know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just stuck. They didn't give me the reaction I was looking for. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I thought they was going to you know, compete back. I, mean, I thought they were going to argue back, but you know, I don't even know what to do. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I'm starting to smell different things in heaven. I'm smelling strawberries. I used to always say, God, I want to smell. <laughs> I want to smell. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I know I ain't back on strawberry. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> you know, I don't walk around smelling like strawberries. <laughs> I like strawberries, but it's not, you know, a fragrance I would want to smell like. <laughs> you understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so glad that God's glory is present. You know why? Because we're obedient. I'm recognizing more who he is in me. And he's glad that I can now see. And he feels good to know that I know what he already know. <laughs> and looking at Satan looking so pitiful. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh God, oh God, I said, God, I'm going to give you my appetite today. I'm trying to say, hold on, I just got real hungry, I'm trying to tell you, I just got real hungry, right after I said, I'm going to fast today, and I said it fast, I said, I'm going to fast, fast, and I'm hungry, but guess what, I'm going to stick to what I said. Because that is like God to say and do. Let your words be promises manifested. You understand? That stands God up to his feet when we talk like him. I'm not entertaining no foolishness. And can't no foolish entertain me. Come on. I'm serious about it. I got to be clear headed. I got to be sober and watch. Which means clear headed. I got to be focused. I can't be off guard and mind cluttered or doing else or under some other type of influence. If we focus on he receiving glory out of my obedience, then I'm going to obey everything about who he is and what he has to say concerning what he said to me already. Concerning anything. If that causes you to feel glad of what you have placed upon my life, for you to receive that back in return, go ahead. That's how I feel about it. Go ahead, Father. Enjoy yourself because you are so worth. If anybody worth glory, it got to be our Father. I'm trying to tell you. Christ was so eager to stand up. Now it's time for salvation. What's that song? The Lord is my light, my salvation. Who should I fear? That was my favorite church song growing up. <laughs> and I'm not going to try to sing that this morning. Because I've been making some sounds that had my voice to feel some type of way. I'm trying to tell you. Hallelujah. That made a whole national anthem in here just by beats. Jesus. And he only had me record 10 minutes of it, but it went on for like an hour. His presence was so heavy. It is, but at that moment, it was so heavy that I couldn't get out my bed. 
I just kept feeling his hand going across my head, all the way down across my face, all the way down in front of my body, all the way down to the bottom of my feet. And it just kept doing it. He kept fanning me with his hand. And what he's doing to me, he's doing to you. And what he's doing to you, he is doing to me. Because he is the same. Hallelujah. I love you all so much. I thank God for this energy at this type of time of the day. I thank God for just us being available. Are you ready at 1.30? Are you ready at 2.30? Are you ready at 12.30? Are you available at all times? Come on. I'm not against coffee drinkers, but I just... Imagine me with that if I'm already like this. Come on. <laughs> and this is all the day long. All the day long. The only time that I feel drained or sleepy is if... I'm spiritually about to give birth to something because my natural body is responding due to a spiritual pregnancy that it really feel like I'm really carrying. Yeah. Uh, let me share something real quick. I have three minutes. <laughs> the first time that happened, oh God, I was in the uh, choir room, the old choir room at the time. And I felt the need to get on the floor and lay on my back and position my legs to push this thing out. And people were looking like, uh, what's happening here? And many already knew, okay, this is spiritual. Okay, I never really witnessed this, but I hear that this can happen. And I felt the need to push, but it wasn't no pain, of course. It was glory present. But I felt the need to push. And you could just see the look on the men's faces like, what is she pushing? What? Cute pregnant? She don't, she don't look pregnant to me. All that was going, I was perceiving all of that. They were surrounding me. <laughs> and I'll never forget awesome minister, elder, Montrude Crawford, if I'm not mistaken. She the one who coached me. She held my hand like she was a midwife. Push! I'm like, I'm pushing. Push. I'm sweating. She fanning my head and everything. Push. The men looking like in the choir. And those who want to praise him at the time looking like, what in the world? Going, What's happening here? What's she? Oh, this spiritual. This spiritual. Yeah, okay, this spiritual. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to. It took forever for that thing to come out. That's how heavy it was. And then I had to get up there and sing. I thought I punched. <laughs> you understand? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you wouldn't do this right now <laughs> in front of everybody. Why does good happen in the bathroom? You understand? Sometimes that will happen. <laughs> but I will make sure I run real quickly to dismiss myself. I was at the airport one time. I had to run real quickly. I was like, get out the way. Shoot, hurry up. <laughs> and they was like, I went in the bathroom and closed the door. They was like, what in the world going on up in there? What did she eat? But I was pushing. <laughs> they thought I was pushing for something else to come out. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I left out there. You know, some people want to stand in and look and see who was in there. And <laughs> some women stand to see who, was, who came out that bathroom. But they noticed that it was a difference. Yeah, it's that. I was pushing in a different direction due to a spiritual, you know, giving birth, but it's my time. 